Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. This week we're going to be talking about ambiverts. Are you an introvert, an extrovert, or possibly do you fall on the spectrum called ambivert? So I thought I would start off, Denise, with just a description of what it means to be an ambivert. An ambivert is someone who is both an introvert and an extrovert, depending on the situation. Sometimes they're called outgoing introverts or social introverts or quiet extroverts. In the right situation with the right people, if you feel comfortable with the people and the setting, ambiverts can turn into wonderful extroverts. However, if you're in a situation where you don't know a lot of the people or you don't know the topic, you might morph into an introvert. An example for me personally would be like if I'm at book club, I'm an extrovert. But if you put me at a Super Bowl party, I'm not even going to know the team's playing. I'm probably going to be more of an introvert. It's a good example. (laughs) Thank you. I think a lot of people listening to this show, because a lot of empaths have been shown through studies to be ambiverts. So I think a lot of people are going to resonate with some of the things we're going to be talking about. I was doing some research and Forbes has a list of nine statements to read to see if you are an ambivert. So I'm just going to go through those real quick, if you don't mind. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. It says, if you think you might be an ambivert but aren't certain, see how many of the statements apply to you. If most of them apply, you're most likely an ambivert. So the first one is, I can perform tasks alone or in a group. I don't have much preference either way. Social settings don't make me uncomfortable, but I tire of being around people too much. Being the center of attention is fun for me, but I don't like it to last. Some people think I'm quiet, while others think I'm highly social. I don't always need to be moving, but too much downtime leaves me feeling bored. I can get lost in my own thoughts just as easily as I can lose myself in a conversation. Small talk doesn't make me uncomfortable, but it does get boring. When it comes to trusting other people, sometimes I'm skeptical and sometimes I dive right in. And finally, if I spend too much time alone, I get bored. However, too much time around other people leaves me feeling drained. So hopefully those statements will give, me, give you all an idea of where you fall on the spectrum of being an ambivert. Where do you think you fall? Well, see, when I first read this and was looking through it, I thought, oh, that would be me because I can turn it on and off. I like to be alone or I can do the whole dog and pony show with people. But when I took the little quiz, I came out introvert. And when you were just listing all those nine things, I'm not an ambivert. And I mean, younger days in my life, I was so brutally, brutally shy And if someone had told me back when I was a kid that I would be talking on uh, this, I would have just said, no, no, I would be dead. Thank you. I don't want to do that. But I, (laughs) I, uh, I don't, I think being able to situationally put yourself out there if you have to, but my default position would be introvert. How about you? Well, I took the quiz too, and I came out 87% ambivert and 82% introvert. Wow. So I don't, I don't know. And then introvert, um, I'm sorry, extrovert was like 13%. So I, I think this is a spectrum. We're not very much so one or the other. And I think just understanding if where you think you fall in that spectrum is a really, really good idea. 
So just to go over some definitions, I think we've mentioned a couple of times before on the shows we've done in the past. An extrovert is someone who enjoys being with people. They tend to have a lot of friends. They're very comfortable in social gatherings. They get their energy by being around people. And they tend to process problems that they're worrying about with friends. They do their best work in teams or in groups. Whereas an introvert is more comfortable with one-on-one situations, they tend to prefer deeper conversations over shallow, superficial ones. They will process problems internally, and they prefer to work on their own. And finally, introverts tend to feel drained when around a lot of people. Oh, damn, there's no ignoring me. I'm an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) I nailed that test. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait, I have another list that I thought was really good, too. This is from introvertdeer.com, and this is 11 signs you're an ambivert. You don't shy away from attention, but it depends on the context. You enjoy being at a crowd, party, or group event for hours, and then suddenly your energy is gone. And when this happens, you just want to get out of there. That's so me. I can be up and I I can give you that one, yes. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You prefer meaningful talk. Like extroverts, you enjoy conversation, but like introverts, you hate small talk. You can do it. You just find it a little less than sincere. And that's me. Like when I'm walking my dog and I bump into a neighbor, I know I have to do the small talk because it's the polite thing to do, but it makes me itchy and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Are you like that too? I tend to make it about the person that I'm talking to. Me too. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't let them get as weird. Well, it's the introvert thing. I will ask them how they are. How are your kids? What's going on? I always deflect it back to the person. Yeah, so, people love to talk about themselves, so that's that's a really, really good skill I've utilized as well. There are limits to your social comfort zone. You're, comfort, you're comfortable socializing usually, but asserting yourself can be difficult. Uh, that depends on the situation. If, if I'm in a, at a party and they're talking about beliefs that are against mine, I will assert myself. Uh, I will. I can mm-hmm. be not opinionated, but if people are saying a bunch of stuff that's just really ludicrous and out there, I will assert myself. Or if people are talking, like, you know, this Halloween season last month, I I was at a gathering and people were like, oh, there's no such thing as ghosts. That's such a bunch of crap. I'm sorry. I asserted myself. Mm -hmm. Are you like that? Like if people are saying something and and you just want to gently help them see a different way of looking at it, will you say something? It has to be something I feel really passionate about. Either that or I'll just in my head think, oh, well, whatever. What about like if you are, I don't know, like, okay, I was holiday shopping with my kids this weekend and it was crowded and I did hate that. And this woman was flipping through clothes on this rack and half of them kept falling off the hanger and she was just leaving them there on the floor. Mm -hmm. And I said, excuse me, I'm not sure you're aware, but the clothes you're looking at keep falling on the floor. Let me help you pick those up. Which, of course, mortified my children. But (laughs) I felt it was important because she just, oh, that's such a pet peeve of mine. Too many years working in retail, I guess. Okay, Mm -hmm. fifth sign, you're an ambivert. You're very reserved in some situations. You present a very different persona to coworkers and casual acquaintances than you do to close friends. If you don't know someone well, you tend to be very reserved. That's me. 
Are yeah, you like that? that? That's very true. You like to have backup. You actually really enjoy meeting new people, but you prefer to have your friends around you when you do it. You're unlikely to run up and introduce yourself to a complete stranger, at least on your own. Oh, that's definitely me. I don't like going to um, parties or things alone. Do you? Not really. No. no I don't really like going to parties, though, so that's a problem. <laughs> That's why I love that movie about a boy and the whole message he learns at the end of that sweet movie is everyone needs backup. Mm -hmm. So true. Okay. Number seven, you don't quite fit either label, but you kind of fit both. When you take an extrovert introvert quiz, you get different results depending on how you're feeling. Descriptions of both temperaments resonate with you equally. Uh, number eight, you hang back. You're excited to go to social events, but often start out just observing everyone around you. Oh, that's me. You're very ambivert. See, I'm still way in the introvert field with these questions. Okay, number nine, you take alone time in small doses. You understand that you need and enjoy it, but one night to yourself is plenty. An entire weekend alone would leave you restless and wondering what you're missing. Oh, yeah, that's me too. No, not me. You could do a whole weekend alone. Oh, in a heartbeat. Reading, no one coming by. In a heartbeat, yep. And be fine. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I need social interaction at least once every 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you usually think before you speak. You don't have a problem putting your thoughts into words like many introverts do. However, you'll often wait to hear what others say first before you speak up. Oh, that's me too. Oh, I do do that one. Yes. Okay. Number 11, you tend to balance out the people around you. If someone's a talker, you'll be quieter and listen. If they're quieter, you'll talk more. Oh, that's me. That's the people pleaser in me, though. I think you're like that, too. I am. I'm, I'm good at providing a safe place for people to express themselves. Yes, you are. So, interestingly, they did a study at the Wharton School of Business on ambiverts, and they found out that they are the best in sales. That's Pretty the best funny. career for them. Yeah. Um, who's the Adam Grant from the Wharton School of Business did this study, and he said, the ambivert advantage stems from the tendency to be assertive and enthusiastic enough to persuade and close, but at the same time, listening carefully to customers and avoiding the appearance of being overly confident or excited. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting because I, I, I would naturally think extroverts would – be better in sales. I would too, but when I read this, I thought back to some things and I thought, yeah, that's very, very true. I had to get some windows replaced in my home after the hurricane. And so I had a couple of guys come over to give me estimates. And the number one company in town came over and the guy was so confident. I didn't hire him, even mm -hmm. though his quote came in the lowest. I hired the guy who was a small town guy, had just opened this business with his wife who listened to my needs, who was really confident in his product and told me why it would be the best for my home, but was really also saying, I'm so happy to be doing this business and getting it off the ground. And I don't know, I wanted to support him. So it, I can understand. Haven't you ever been in a store and you touch one thing and they're like, oh, that would look great on you. Do you want me to start a dressing room? Mm -hmm. You're like, back off. <laughs> So I think that's why ambiverts probably are better at sales than extroverts. Other careers they would do well in are uh, mediation, negotiation, creative fields, management, and of course they make great counselors and psychologists. That makes sense. 
That that does all make sense. And I think, again, we use this a lot. We say there's a spectrum to so many things. And I, I think it does depend on comfort levels and situations. And we may predominantly be introvert, extrovert, or ambivert. And that's our default position. But we're able to step into those other roles as need be. Yes. Now, something I read in my research made me laugh out loud because it is so true of me. And I think it's true of you too, Denise. The number one thing ambiverts have to work on is saying no, because what happens is they'll say yes when they're in an extroverted mood. And when then when the occasion arises, they're in an introverted mood and they don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Does that happen to you? Yes. Oh, yeah. all the time. Me too. Seems People like a great idea at the time. Yes. And I'm like, yes, sign me up. I'm there. That's awesome. I'll bring this. I'll bring that. And then the event happens and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? They also need to work on planning out what they're going to say or how they're going to react because they don't like surprises. You know, they're not like necessarily spontaneous like an extrovert. They need to plan it. Um, and finally, ambiverts need to manage their moods because they can sway between that introvert extrovert uh, energy and they need to figure out and manage that and prepare for that I think for me personally being an ambivert I feel like my friends need to prepare for that that would make sense you know what I mean because sometimes I'll show up at your house and I'm like hey woo! I brought the wine let's go and other times I'll show up at your house and I'm just quiet and I want to talk about the book I just read mm -hmm. so I think it's important for people in your life to understand where you fall on the spectrum as well. Now, some of the assets of being an ambivert, they're very flexible, very capable of compromise. They're able to listen and really hear a person and will often know intuitively what a person needs most. They build trust in their relationships and they tend to get along with all different types of people. They're very empathic and they have a lot of internal strength. And I think a lot of the factors involved with any of these these predilections of, of your how you face the world have to do with the location. They have to do with where am I most comfortable, where am I least comfortable, and and your skill set might vary between the two. You may become more more of an ambivert in in a situation where you feel really like you're on fire and you're so yourself. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it really does. And I think as, as an individual, you have to know what situations do you feel comfortable in and what situations do you not feel comfortable in and plan around that when you're saying yes or no. So ambiverts need to find the context in which they thrive. Like they tend to do really well at dinner parties, book clubs, meetings, movie nights. They do okay on the phone or attending conferences and networking events. They will struggle at nightclubs, sport venues, or concerts. I don't know how anyone thrives at a nightclub unless you're just dancing because you can't really talk. It's interesting. I was talking to someone about that recently. And back way, way back in the day, that was fun. It was fun to go out and yell and party and do all those things. To do it now, no, no thank you. But do I love to hear live music? Yes. If it meant I had to go into a nightclub or a bar to hear it, I don't know that that would be as comfortable as going to actually see a show at this point in my life. See, I wonder if we change, because as a, in a young 20s, I was super extroverted. Mm -hmm. Were you more extroverted? Uh, no, but alcohol helped. 
Let's just call it for what it is. I mean, it, I was very, very, very shy. And if I, you know, was was out with people, it was, it lowered it, the defenses a little bit. I think that that's, I don't drink or anything, but that's, that's a different story. I just feel like that's, um, again, it goes back to where do you feel the best about yourself? And there are some people that love, love, love that environment. They love the energy of it. They feel motivated by it. They feel oh my gosh, I can't imagine not going out every Friday night. And that's, that is so cool if that's who you are. Yeah. Enjoy it, relish it, celebrate it, bring your friends. And if it's not, be okay with saying, I don't really want to do that, but I'm more than willing to do this. Well, our culture celebrates extroverts mm-hmm. and we tend to punish introverts. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like as a culture, if we had to put an age on our society, we would be 16. You know, like when you were in high school, if you stayed home on a Friday night, your friends would be like, what's, what's happening to you? I, I almost feel like a culture is like that with introverts. Like if you want to stay home, the society's like, you're missing out. Go on Instagram and Twitter and see all the stuff you're missing out on, what's wrong with you. Whereas if you go out and party all the time, you know, that's celebrated. You know, the older you get, the more of us, more you can see, I guess, in in some respects of how people act. We are fascinating animals. We really are. So why does one person that's my age want to just, oh, I'm really happy to just go have dinner with someone or, you know, be home by myself or do whatever. Equal situation, someone is so, no, Friday night is when I go out and I go to this place for dinner and then we go dance here and then we drink here. And they're still in that pattern and that's very a very happy place for them. So is, did I, do we step away from our default position or do we come back to it throughout our lives? So I think my entire life I've been an introvert and I step out of that comfort zone from time to time, but then I, I jump back in again. So do you feel like you were always an ambivert if you look yeah, back? I do. I do. I, and, and it was hard not knowing that it was an ambivert because I just thought, Maybe I'm moody because sometimes I would want to go out and celebrate and have fun and do all this great stuff. And other times I just wanted to stay home and read or write and listen to music. Even my music is weird. I love all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I need to listen to really heavy, loud, hard music. And other times I can only listen to jazz and classical. See, I'm the same with that. Yeah, I just think if you if you just look at all, even the books you're interested in, I think will tell you. Like, there, I don't know what it is in me, Denise, but if you tell me everyone's reading this book, you have to, I won't read it. Or I won't like it. Or I won't like it. Yeah, I tend to like weird authors that no one's heard of. And so that's always made me feel different. So I think being an ambivert has just made me feel uh, misunderstood a lot by myself and by other people. But what I like about this is if, and, and I'm not, if anyone's very extroverted, I'm not saying this as a negative, but I see that as a very boisterous, out there, uh, comfortable being the center of attention energy. Yes. And the introvert kind of the other end. But I think both can cultivate the, the skills of being an ambivert that will help us be more uh, able to navigate through life. Yeah. And, and I mean, just the fact of going to meet people in person to do readings, 
that's out of my comfort zone, but it's really good for me to get out of my comfort zone and do that. Because if within not, it can reason. be within reason, right? Because it can become too reclusive and very, very comfortable not to deal with people. I think it's hard. Like for me, it was hard because I come from an extroverted family. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't understand me. And I think a lot of introverts and ambiverts come from extroversion and that can be really hard. Like my older sister has this thing. I mean, she has like her own Facebook page. I think it's called Tara's front porch. And during the summer, the warm months, her front porch is open. She's a huge rat wraps around her whole house and people just come over Friday night, Saturday night. And her husband will have the barbecue on the whole time. And anyone in the neighborhood can come over, have a drink, have some sweet tea, a mimosa, whatever, get a hamburger and hang out and talk. My other sister in the summer, she's a teacher. She puts out an email to all of her friends. Friday nights are open at my house. She and her husband cook a ton of food. Her front door is open. Whoever wants to come by between six and midnight can come by. What does that sound like to you? Hell. Me too. And yet I recognize how much fun it is. And I go and I enjoy those events. When I don't go every Friday night because that's too much. But when I do go, I have a lot of fun. Oh, I, I would be, if I know, very, very out of my comfort zone. Incredibly. Would I go? Possibly. Not every time. Would I want to do that? No way. No. No. How do you feel about the pop-in? No. Yeah, I no. don't like the pop-in either. No, not a fan. Not a fan. And it bothers me that I'm not a fan. It really oh, it doesn't bother me. me at all. It used to, and now it doesn't. And if you people, and this goes kind of back to what we were talking about last week with, you know, asking for what you need in love or asking what, for what you need in, in friendships. If people love you, and they're going to understand, okay, don't show up unexpectedly because that's not going to be pretty. Or don't expect... Uh, don't expect Denise to all of a sudden want to join this big rah-rah group because it's not going to happen. I mean, and those if you have that relationship with people, sometimes do we have to put ourselves in situations that we might not want to do? Yes, we're human beings on the planet. Obviously, we do. But if you're talking about uh, respectful relationships with people that you care about or have relationship with, if there are certain things that are deal breakers for you or so out of your comfort zone, that deserves to be respected and recognized. I agree. My house is always five minutes away from being really clean. Oh, you're a lucky woman. I will. I, 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 I'm like obsessive about keeping my house clean, but with, you know, three kids and all these pets, it's not always, it doesn't always look clean, you know? So if I just have five minutes and I can put all the dog toys away and I can put all the book bags in the closet and I can put the dishes in the sink and the dishwasher, I'm fine. I'll pull a cake out of you know, the pantry and I'll sit with you, but I prefer notice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most of my friends are popping people. And I, uh, the other thing, and I think this is an introvert thing. I can't fake my moods. Can you fake your moods? I can hide them. I can't fake them. Yeah, I can't, I cannot fake them. You can tell if I'm pissed off, you can tell if I'm nervous, you can tell if I'm not amazingly thrilled to see you, you can tell. And it's something I wish I could change, but you can you can see how I feel in any given moment. And I, I think that's, you know, something about more on the introversion scale. But I do think that if you know where you fall in this range, introvert, ambivert, extrovert, 
I think it can help you learn to love yourself. And like you said, in keeping with last week's topic, help you engage and getting the love you need and want. Because if you know, oh, I'm an introvert, so I need someone who understands that I need alone time or I need this social outing that's more on a small scale, then your loved one should understand and respect that. Do you think introverts and extroverts can be in a romantic relationship? I personally think it would be a balancing act, but it could it could actually be, you know, the opposites attract that it helps the introvert step out of their shell and the extrovert step more into their shell. Right. So I think for the for the right people and maybe together they are able to foster a sense of being ambiverts. Yeah, I agree. Now, pushing yourself out of the comfort zone, you've mentioned that a couple of times. What do you think about about that? Because sometimes I I do I always agree that yes, we need to push ourselves out of the comfort zone. But when do we stop pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone? I don't think we ever do. I think that's growing and evolving and not to the point where you're you're miserable or afraid or you know it it's so uncomfortable that you're not having fun, but things that if it's limiting you from going to an event you want to go to or a class you want to take or a restaurant you want to go to or whatever it might be, that would be the kind of thing to step out of your comfort zone. If it's something that will bring fear or anguish or upset, why? Why do that to yourself? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So you think we should always try to push ourselves in different areas of our lives. I agree with that. And I think that's coming from that introverted perspective of if I don't, I would miss out on a lot of opportunities in my life because the default position would be, do I really want to drive to New Jersey and spend five days in a room with people I don't know? No, thank you. No, no, no. Did I do it? And it was wonderful. And I made some connections and it was the best thing I could have done for myself for that type of work. Damn straight. That just made me think of something that a lot of my friends are like, really? You would say no to that whole event? Bed and breakfasts. I would never say at a bed and breakfast. No, I have no desire. No desire. I like to be anonymous. To, to I don't social. want to too social. I don't want to sit at a table in someone's home where they're cooking me a meal and talk to them. No. It's also why I don't want to ever go on a cruise. I have other reasons why I wouldn't want to go on a cruise, but but I <laughs> I uh, well, basically, too many humans, um, and I don't know. I might be lovely, and I know people who have gone who absolutely say it's fantastic, it's great, it's fun. I I don't know. Oh, everyone I know loves them. I've never, I mean, really, I don't think I've ever heard a bad thing about a cruise. Mm-hmm. I think they're wonderful for most people, and it's a very economical way to travel. Mm-hmm. It's just not my way. Because being confined to a boat with all these people, no. Even working out, like I would much prefer working out at home or in a very small like yoga class than going to a gym. I've done it. I will go to a gym, but it's not my preference. Don't you feel that a big part of this is finding the people who who help bring out the best in you? And it may be, or there might be people that like, oh, here they come, and you try to like jump in the bushes or avert your eyes or whatever. And then there are people that no matter what the social circumstances are, how you're feeling, you see them, you relax, you feel great. So I think finding those nourishing people is is so, so important with everything that we're talking about. 
Yeah, I do too. I like to have a couple of friends that are extroverts though. I really do. I appreciate them. I love them because they do help get me out of my comfort zone. And then I like to have a lot of friends that are introverts because they help nourish and support my introversion. So again, I think it there's a balance there. But when when you were talking about the the ambivert checklist, the, all the questions and stuff, it really does describe you very well. Yeah, I know. I never really thought of it that way until I was taking all those quizzes, and I thought, huh. And, it, and the positive is it lets you, you know, step into extroversion or introversion, but it can also leave you kind of caught in the middle sometimes, I imagine. Yeah. It, like, I don't like being the center of attention ever. No. I never want to go to a restaurant and everyone sing happy birthday to me. No. I No. I'd rather sit in the ER and I don't know. <laughs> That might be a little dramatic, but <laughs> it's why this is so pathetic. But the last couple of years, I've actually gone on vacation on my birthday. So you wouldn't have to deal with people? So I wouldn't. Well, just I just don't like that whole. I know my friends are so busy and I know their calendars popping up going, it's my birthday and they're all going to have to find time in their crazy day on like a Monday or a Wednesday to pop by my house and give me some gift they didn't have time to buy. I don't like any of it. So I just, when I take my kids on vacation, I try to always choose that week. Right. And that's taking care of yourself, but it also is, you probably would love if your friends treated you in that same way so that there was no pressure. Right. Exactly. I don't, is there any time where you enjoy being the center of attention? No, no, I I can't think. And Again, learning curve, it's, I can function now. Well, when we met at the platform mediumship class, I told you I had to get hypnotized to go to be able to stand up in front of people. Yeah. I I could not physically open my mouth in front of, in groups of people. I would sit in staff meetings, big staff meetings and not say anything because it was, it would bring back that shyness and that please don't look at me feeling. See, and that's the weird thing with me. I can stand in front of a classroom. I've given a eulogy before and not been afraid or shy at all. I've been in debate classes. I've been in meetings and hiring committees. I'm fine talking and presenting and speaking. But if I have to get up and talk about myself, then I get super nervous. Or like that conference I went to in October where in order to ask a question, you had to get up and go to the microphone. Mm -hmm. No. There's no way I was going to do that. But if you ask me to get up and go to the microphone and tell you what my theory was on, you know, the importance of Langston Hughes poetry, I could do it. No problem. And that goes back to what we talked about a few minutes ago is if it's something that we feel passionate about or knowledgeable about, or we're able to, even if we're able to get out of the way and channel that information and say, I don't know where that came from, but it sounded good that's a a beautiful skill set to develop because there are situations where we do have to be in front of people and express ourselves. Yeah. And we have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and learn how to do it, whether it's by joining Toastmasters or getting yourself hypnotized. (laughs) Right. Right. And I, I mean, did it work? I don't know, but I know that after that, after we did the platform class, I was able to say things in staff meetings. I was able to, be more articulate instead of stammering when I would talk to people. It can be painful to be that introverted. And I it think can. equally for extroverts that may blurt things out and then say, uh-oh, 
guess that was a little too much information or for anyone. I think we all have fallen into that hole a couple times. Oh gosh, half the time we finish recording, I'm like, Denise, can you just edit like half of what I said? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I remember my dad saying something really interesting he worked in advertising, so he, but he started off with R.J. Reynolds in Winston-Salem doing their marketing. And Winston's kind of a smallish town compared to other cities. And then he went to New York City, and he said, I've never seen more people totally alone as I have in this big, beautiful city. Mm-hmm. And he said, there are people I work with. They go home Friday afternoon, Friday evening. They come back Monday morning and they have not seen or spoken to a soul the whole weekend. And it it used to haunt him how lonely some of the people he worked with were. And whereas he said when he worked in Winston, people just, it was such a smaller community. People weren't alone. You know, you'd go to church and you'd see people, you'd go to the grocery store, you'd bump into people. And I do think that's uh, that introverts, you wouldn't think you could be an introvert and a secluded introvert in a city but I think you can almost more easily. It's that anonymity we were talking about before. And I do think if you are an introvert in a city, it's important to push yourself out of that comfort zone more so than, than someone in a small town. I've lived in apartments in the middle of major cities, and I've done it a few times. I've lived in big cities in apartment, right in the center of stuff, and then I've lived completely and entirely off the grid in the mountains with, you know, no lights, no nothing, I mean, no everything off the grid. And in some ways, there, it's much easier to have the anonymity in the city because you can block things out. And even going into that apartment felt different than going into the home in the middle of the nowhere, as weird as that sounds. It was almost the apartment becomes more of a sanctuary to get away from all everything Whereas the out in the middle of nowhere, it's just part of where you are. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but no, it does. It's an interesting feeling because if someone had told me when I had lived in big cities that I would feel that way about living there, I would have said, no, that doesn't make sense to me, but it actually does. Yeah, me too. And I would have said the same thing. And, And then I was listening to him and I was thinking, you know, it's true. You can't get lost in the crowd of the city. And I think that's as, as cities and small towns are growing and growing and growing, I think it's happening to more and more of us. And I think so many of us can hide behind, well, I connect with my friends on Instagram or Facebook or we email or we text, whereas that's not really social interaction in my opinion. And I do think we are social animals and we need some social interaction, even for the most introverted of us. But you're able to, if there are more people around, even if you are very introverted and you may choose not to interact with them, you can go to a different part of the city and see people you've never seen before in your life and you might never see again. If you're in a small rural community, you pretty much know everybody and everybody knows you. Mm, And that's that's another weird thing if you're a private person or an introverted person or shy or whatever. Finding what works best for you and honoring that is incredibly important with what we're talking about. And everyone, nothing to do with the topic, but when Denise says she lived off the grid, like you can grow your own food. Like you would be yeah. fine. Oh yeah. Living- I can I can chop wood and carry water and yeah, I can do all that stuff. Raise chickens. I if I had to do it alone at this point in my life, I can't slaughter or butcher it. I can't do that. So I would have to be a vegetarian. But but yeah, I can I we live completely off the grid. Did you like it a lot? 
I loved, I loved parts of it and parts of it were very, very frustrating. Like right at this point in my life, I like to be able to turn on a light. I like to be able to have plumbing. <laughs> um, that, that, those are wonderful You're things. You're so bougie. I'm very grateful for that. I am. I, I'm just so, so needy, aren't I? Um, <laughs> but even when, we, when I bought this house way back in the day, it's in town, but I had organic gardens. I had chickens. I had, I mean, I still did that on a small scale right in town before urban homesteading was a thing. I was doing it. And I don't mean that in a like, oh, look at me way, but it's just, it gives you peace to know that if everything, ha if something does happen, that you can still take care of yourself and feed yourself and raise some food. That's a nice feeling. Oh, it really is. How many times have I said to you, if the shit ever does hit the fan in this world, I'm coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> We can make our living reading tarot cards and you can teach me how to start a fire with sticks and yes. flint or whatever and, and we'll be good to go. We'll both be bougie together. That's right. My ambivert nature will help us reach out. Yes. I mean, don't you ever think about that? Like if you're watching The Walking Dead, I always think I would be dead because I can't do any of that or think of like that, but you can. I can. And, and that's and a good some, thing. Yeah. I guess. I it mean, is. But, <laughs> but okay, now let's just go down the rabbit hole a little bit of back in the day, if you go way back a couple generations, that was pretty normal. People just did that because you had to to survive. Right. In the little house on the prairie, and then we go back even further. It was just life. So we've, we've evolved in this new direction, but I think everyone still has the... And I was talking to someone recently, and it came up about... Uh, wanting to, uh, uh, something came up about being out in nature. And the woman, God love her, she got this twisted, horrified face. And she said, my nature is walking from the parking lot to the mall and going shopping. <laughs> and I said, okay, then. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no desire. Does not like dirt, trees, plants, nothing. Likes to shop, likes to go high-end living and and that's so cool because that's who she is and she's comfortable with it see and again but, i'm in the middle because my idea would be more like glamping mm -hmm. like if i had like a nice little rv and i could plug it into an outlet and still do my hair i'd be fine okay but you don't want to be out in the woods with no no <laughs> no <laughs> See, I like both. I, I, am, I feel very spoiled with my RV. I really do. I feel very, very spoiled. It's like, oh, Denise, look at this. This is ridiculous. Let me go get something out of the refrigerator. Oh, my God. And <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, where I am in my life right now, it's really nice. But see, I wonder if that's a part of your introversion. You're very self-contained. Yes. Oh, yes. You know, and like, I, I wonder that. if that comforts the introvert in you that you don't even need running water. Oh, but it's a very short list of who I could have in the RV. Like, as far as space and constraint, and I, I mean, it's not, oh, yeah, come on in, let's do a road. Oh, I don't think so. No, I think if you really want to know someone, you should go on a road trip with them. See, that was what my... my I always thought would be a beautiful marriage. Like, remember the last show we were talking, you were saying how in the Catholic church you had to do the counseling thing. Yeah. And the whole, I always thought take two people 
it's raining, it's dark, and the flashlight batteries go dead. Put them out in the woods and have them pitch a tent. If they can do that and not kill each other, then they can make it through anything. Yes, that's so true. I think we should write to all the judges and make that be <laughs> a prereq, either before they live together, marry, or have kids. Yep. Can you put up a tent together? <laughs> Great. I'll be single forever. Because <laughs> <laughs> or you can find someone who's really good at putting up tents and you that's can true. And glamping it out. I can't even put up those stupid tents. Remember when the kids were little and you'd get those little tents for the indoor playtime with the white poles? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Those used to drive me crazy. That's one thing I am happy about with the holidays coming up, Denise. I've got nothing to put together. Oh. All they want are clothes and makeup. I'm good to go. That's oh my language. My. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's easy. Well, easy in some respects, but I'm sure yeah. each of the girls have specific styles. Or Oh, yeah. But it's fine. I don't have to get batteries. I'm very, very happy. Well, yes. Before we dive further down this rabbit hole, we hope we've given you something to think about in terms of your own idea about who you are and how you engage with the world. If you type in ambivert quiz on the old Google, you will find a lot of good quizzes on there. There's one called the Big Five Project. There's one called the SAPA Project Personality, S-A-P-A, -A, Project Personality Test that are free and will give you an idea of where you fall on this spectrum, whether introvert, ambivert, or extrovert. And we'd love to hear how, how many of our listeners are ambiverts. We should put a post up on Facebook or something, because I wonder if most of our listeners are more of the ambivert. I, I think more people are ambiverts than they think they are ambiverts. Yes. I know I always thought I was just an introvert with extrovert moods. Yes, and that's, uh, I really went, before I took the quiz, I thought, oh yeah, I'm an ambivert. And I think in some ways we all are. I think we're able to step over that line and when, when we need to or want to. Yeah, I totally agree. So we'd love to hear from you about that. If you have a question or story or comment you want to share for our next Community Connection show, please email us, enlightenedempaths at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Facebook at Enlightened Empaths. And we hope to hear from you. We'll be back next week with another exciting show. In the meantime, don't forget, show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care. <laughs>